Welcome to episode 19 of your favorite podcast, The Grower Die Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Haley, alongside my co-host, Scott Simmons, and backed by extremely popular demand today, I'm going to talk about how I go about setting up a client plan. Um, Scott told me this was very interesting to listen to, and to me, I guess it was just kind of reviewing my normal day, <laughs> but there's going to be a lot of things in there that you guys are going to be able to learn, and there's going to be a lot that you're going to be able to pull from there as well, and maybe have a better understanding of your plan if you're my client, or maybe just have something to educate yourself on, um, you know, if, if you're not one of my clients. So um, I think this is a pretty good one. There's a lot of info inside. Sit down, take some notes, buckle up, and I'll see you there. So by the time you guys hear this, I'm assuming most of you have seen um, LeBron James Instagram story. <laughs> um, it's a video of him exercising with his trainer and doing what most people would, I guess, look at as a squat. It looks like a squat. And it's really bad. <laughs> it's really, 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 really like if that was a squat, it'd be the worst squat you've ever seen. I mean, his, in life. his back is a banana. It's a banana. It's really bad. So, um, I've been sent it probably eight times on Instagram by now. And I was just talking with, you know, two very educated men on this and you know they were baffled. And I like showed Scott that video before the podcast. He was like, Oh God. And, you know, <laughs> then I like kind of explained it to Scott and like, he's baffled. So let me just kind of explain. I, I, I want to pull up and kind of walk through it here with you guys. Let me kind of explain exactly what's going on here. So, LeBron James is like 6'8", 255 pounds, 6'9", okay. something like that. Huge. He, I mean, he's a huge dude. Yeah. But you look at his frame, like you can see it in that squat. Like, I mean, the, on the basketball court, he looks super jacked. Yeah. Dude, he's scrawny. I mean, he's such a scrawny human. Mm -hmm. It's just like the people he's around, he's so much larger than life then that I guess – you know, m most people think LeBron's pretty jacked, like pretty fucking built. Sure. Okay. Sure. And that's perfectly fine. That's very normal. Um, LeBron's levers are just not good. I mean, he doesn't have any way he can leverage any sort of barbell, uh, whether it's pressing it, rowing it, um, hip extending it or squatting it like there's no fucking leverage that he can potentially have mm -hmm. um most basketball players are like that a lot of like huge nfl receivers are like that um there's some linemen that are like that but you know linemen are just so big like linemen in the nfl like if there's a six eight lineman he's probably 360 pounds so he has wide hips he has a wide shoulder girdle to be able to handle and manage all of that load mm -hmm. so even he has leverages that he can put into the bar and his levers move like like how ours do sure Le lebron's don't Dude, like LeBron's aren't even fucking close to moving the way ours do. LeBron is built. It's like he was built in a fucking lab to be the greatest basketball player on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Not to fucking squat, not to fucking bench press, not to be able to do an RDL. No, he was built to win championships and MVPs playing basketball. And understanding the power that goes into that. It's just like, um, 
if you're built to be a marathon runner. Yeah. Like there's nothing in the world you can or, ever do. Or a wrestler. Well, a marathon runner is so small. Is it smaller? Uh, so so what I'm about to say will make sense why right. not a wrestler. All right. If you're built, there's nothing you do to be a super heavyweight bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. It's not fucking possible. It's it can't, it's not, there's no you can take all the steroids, lift all the days, take all the growth hormone and insulin and all that shit. You're never going to get there. It's not possible. Now, wrestlers, you know, there, there's a lot of wrestlers that have turned into elite bodybuilders, but you can't. If you were built to be the world's best wrestler, there's nothing you can do to get to the NBA. <laughs> fair, fair. Literally nothing. Yeah. And it's not just about your your height. Mm-hmm. It's it's about your levers. It's it's about the yeah. you know the makeup of your fiber type. So, you know, lo, what LeBron was doing, it was not a squat. And this is why the first thing I said was, oh, he shouldn't have posted that. I literally said, I'm looking at it right now. Oh fuck, he shouldn't have posted that. Then I explain he's doing a good morning variation of glute thrusters and you see it now that I say that and rewatch his squat and you'll see like, Oh fuck. Yeah, that is. And he's sticking his glutes out essentially as far as he can. He's raising his hips as he sets back to essentially push the weight forward through his glutes. Okay. So a lot different than squat. And let's talk about like why we do these and why like normal people that aren't built in a lab to be the greatest basketball player in the world don't do these things. And I think it'll kind of help clear it up. I just want to educate you guys. And to, so I, I guess like no one else is a big deal, but to me, it's definitely a big deal. Yeah, sure. Of course it is. <laughs> this is my thing. Of course know? it is. And like, if I was LeBron's trainer, like he, he wouldn't do those. Yeah. He, he, LeBron does not need to have a barbell on his back. I, I, I'm just kind of thinking, of it you know seeing the seeing the video yeah if he were vertical or horizontal yeah it would look like a glute bridge yeah it would look like there well that's a much better workout for extra yeah. why does lebron james need to have a load on his spine how like much how much was it reason? how much was it was weight? only 135 okay that's the other thing yeah because lebron james doesn't have the levers built to be able to lift heavy loads and support heavy loads. Like yeah. a barbell on his back, he he can only put so much load on there. I was going to say with the, with the bend, the, yeah. the compression of his spine oh. is just what makes me uncomfortable. Ugh. You remember the things I was doing at the gym the other day that I posted on my leg day, like opening up my spine for on yeah. the uh, GHD. Yeah. Like I really hope LeBron's doing this. <laughs> set there. I uh, like, obviously his trainer is probably very good. Yeah. Um, I would feel much more comfortable if I was his trainer. Sure. To be real. LeBron, if you're so, listening, LeBron, if you're listening, like, dude, I can definitely do it at a discounted. Justin at team <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah, so, so it's a very, it's a necessary tool for very explosive athletes. And, you know, some like, like guys like LeBron don't really barbell squat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they're, they're far too big for that. Like, these basketball players that are over like six, three built that way. Mm-hmm. They don't barbell squat and they shouldn't barbell squat. Um, what you now have to do though, because you want to emulate the stimulus that a squat places upon the physique in order to allow him to get stronger, maintain strength, be more explosive, kind of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So now you basically have to break that squat down into three separate exercises. Okay. 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 So it's going to be something like that. And then there's going to be a, a knee bend, uh, focusing a knee bend exercise, focusing on like a leg, um, and the extension of the quad. Yeah. So like a hex bar deadlift, mm-hmm. um, and you know, something for the 
inner quad. So maybe mm-hmm. like side set, um, side steps away from like a resistance band on one side mm-hmm. and then tied to something. And it's like a wrap around your ankle. Yeah. And you'll essentially just side steps away from that to get the adductor. Like that's essentially like what he has to do. It's super interesting to hear because my head seeing like a, throwing a hex bar squat into a routine. Yeah. Like there's intent behind yeah. doing it for a basketball player. Yeah. But when you see it in a program, I'm just like, okay, yeah. But why is it in there? Yeah. 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 I wonder if like most people know or not. Yeah. I, I don't think most people, well, most people, I don't think most people think very deep about their actual programming, which is what we're talking about today. Setting up, you know, client programming. Mm-hmm. I don't think many people think really, really, really deep about it. Yeah. I think if they did, we'd see a lot less shit coaches with a lot of clients. Yeah. Um, it's like, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. Well, we were talking about those power lifting programs the other day. Oh boy. Yeah. That can literally, like yeah, yeah. That harmful. Was, that, that they, they are harmful. You know, there's, there's some of these things that call on four squat sessions a week four heavy squat sessions a week. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, you're essentially like, I see that and you're basically signing a waiver that says injure me. What do you, like did you ever hear about the squat every day one? Yeah. What do you think about that one? I mean, Garbage. It's stupid. Yeah. It's so dumb. I knew like, a guy in uh, college who did that. You, you have to be able to recover. Well, you know, the, the one thing is like, if you're 18, 19, 20, you can probably recover from sure. it. You okay, know? Yeah. You're fair. so adaptable, but like, it's not like you're doing anything else the right way that age anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it still true. doesn't really fucking matter. Like yeah. there's still a huge cortisol response, mm-hmm. but like 18, 19, 20 year olds are so fucking overfilled with like, man, when am I going to have sex again? <laughs> you can't even fucking understand it yeah. and see that the cortisol response is there and happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, cut it easy on, 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 on the King. Uh, what he was doing did have intent and purpose behind it, even if it did look a little bit funky. But um, today we're going to talk about setting up a client plan and kind of the steps that I go through uh, in order to get somebody started, like beginning to end. And obviously on Fridays, uh, we do Q and A's as well. And so I posted the Q and a box up and you guys have some fantastic questions. I'm going to get to at the end of this. Um, but there were multiple folks talking about like programming, like how do you decide, how do you set up programming and all stuff? Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, you know what? That can make a pretty good podcast. Oh yeah. And also I was struggling. I was sitting here struggling and like, I didn't feel like thinking about topics anymore. And I was like, actually, that's a great one. <laughs> that's why I like the Q and A's. Cause then the if you do get a common question you can just make it the entire yeah yeah the make it the topic. whole thing yeah so in this case you guys chose this podcast good job so setting up a client plan how this goes for me is there's an application process through the team haley website that collects a lot of information on you and then you know i get notified someone for an application i go on i look at it i start reading through if if you give me no information in the application then we're not going to work together <laughs> so I'm, I, you know th- this is your first and this is your introduction to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, this is the type of client you are. Mm-hmm. Everything you are now, everything you're showing me now, that's, you know, what you're going to be. How you do one thing. Yeah. It's how you do everything. Yep. So like, if you give me literally nothing to look at and review and assess the application, <laughs> you're, you'll get a response. We're not going to work together. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I reviewed the application. Honestly, most people were pretty open and vulnerable with me. I think, uh, you know, we talked about in the last podcast when most people reach out, it's like to hire me, yeah. not necessarily just to like inquire about my services, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so most people just like really spend time on this application. Like the girl today, she was awesome. We, we hopped on the phone, like 
30 minutes after she sent her application, uh, had a great call. Um, and I guess it was about an hour after we had a great call and, uh, you know, she was super cool and she's like, I worked on this all day. And, uh, <laughs> she was know, ready. Yeah. So, so, you know, most people like, that's pretty cool. Um, so I reviewed the application. I get back to them. I asked to see their physique pics so that I can understand kind of where they're at because I want to, I want to show the client what the game plan is going to be before they come on board. Cause I don't want someone to come on board and I have them meeting you know, say a, a dude comes on board and I have him eating 600, you know, carbohydrates a day. And he, you know, wanted, he was thinking he was going to get like 250 mm. and he thinks he's going to get fat now. And I have to like pull him off the ledge, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, I hop on the phone, with these people and man, it's so easy on the phone too. Cause I can educate, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause it's fast. Yeah, it's 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 fast. It's instant. Any questions you have, I can pick up on your tone if you're like following or if you're getting lost. Um, but I get to educate most importantly. And, you know, we've talked about the last podcast an educated client is a client that's set up for success. And it's like, man, if I can educate you right now, mm-hmm. like you're you're already you're awaiting for my protocol email. And, you know, thinking already. Yeah. Like this dude's making me think. Yeah. This dude is making me pay attention. You also so kinda, now you're very you ready. also kind of know what's coming a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You're prepared. You do. So like people, you know what blows my mind? A uh, girl the other day told me this. Um, she we got started and everything, and she was surprised at like how thorough the protocols are and stuff. Really. And, you know, everyone like knows me on Instagram and like sees like the throw work there. Mm-hmm. Dude, I think these people have like hired coaches before who put a ton of effort in Instagram, mm-hmm. but not a ton of effort into coaches protocols. Yeah. And so like they see it on Instagram. They just think it's going to be watered down and basic. Oh, from yeah. That and their protocols. Sure. And, like mine's the complete opposite. Yeah. I read your protocol. You yeah. know, it's terrifying. It's very it's, there's it's a huge. Lot. <laughs> yeah. Like you better like I tell them read this multiple times. So yeah. Like you better you better be ready to soak this up. And yeah. it's like you know it's it's like everything's in there Mm -hmm. like everything's in that email your key to success is right there and all you have to do is read Mm -hmm. i haven't saved in a word document because i like go and edit it in there and stuff when you want yeah when i like want to have changes and stuff yep and because you you take that you take that template and the same every client gets the same template Mm -hmm. and then you change you know all the um in my word document it's all highlighted yellow and there's like 31 highlighted yellow places and like you go and you know change all those mm-hmm. um and then at the top i always start with like pretty thorough paragraphs that i send people it's very detailed like three or four paragraphs that i'll send people like welcoming to the team these are my expectations reiterating my expectations yeah yeah, yeah. um so i have this in the uh, word document and it's it's uh, 17 pages in the word document how many other coaches have 17 pages of your, but you know what, when you come on board with me, if you were expecting something that yeah. you get from every, Inten- every other coach, yeah, intensity, it's like, I don't just talk about the this, us being the next level on my podcast and Instagram and Twitter. Like it is the next fucking level. You literally like, you told me you wanted a Lamborghini and I told you to come over here and I handed you the keys to the Lamborghini and then you got in the Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Now it's up to you if you want to drive it or not. Yeah. You know, and how appropriate are you going to drive it? So that's the choice you need to make and, and, and actively be in tune with. Um, but you know what, man? Like I, I can't remember, like I can't remember last time, um, you know, I had someone sign up that like let me down in terms of the, the work. 
that they put in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I have some clients who I definitely expect more from Yeah, and they all know that. When did Um, you start making that? When did you start that 17 page? Yeah. When was the shift? You're like, Hey, I need this. Was it right away? No, no, this was like, we're in April. Yeah. This was like January. I really switched mm. it up and I pretty was like, recent. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty recent. Before that there was 11 pages. Yeah. And so I also changed up how I did things. I like changed, sure. I changed up a lot of my stuff in January. Um, so I was just like viewing it from, you know, client point of view. I do that like a few times a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm just reading it and, I mean, through having so much experience, getting asked questions and working with so many, like, fuck, you just learn shit and like you yeah. change and adapt. It grows over time. Yeah. Yeah. So like I might look back, I, I might look back in one year from now on what my protocol was right now. And I'll be like, that was goofy. <laughs> yeah. I, I do that now yeah. you know, with where I was a year ago. Sure. And a year ago, I would have considered myself a very good coach. Mm-hmm. Like now I definitely consider myself a, a extremely great coach. Yeah. And I would say borderline elite coach. Yeah. Well, a year from now, I'm going to be very elite. So I'm going to look back on this and be like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) You know, but like 25 pages. Yeah. But like, look at all the client results and shit. And it's like in a year from now, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to look back and be like, yeah, dude. Remember when I thought I I did the same thing with photos and videos. And that's so funny, dude. You just learn so much as you go. Well, yeah. You make your mistake and you go, I need to fix that. And you fix it and you never make that mistake again. It's wild. I, 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 I love it so much. There's times. That I look back in my justin.mahaley at gmail.com. Email. Oh, that yeah, was like man. my initial one. Yep. And I like see some of the protocols and stuff there. And I was like, God, dude, I feel like I should reach out to every client. I remember your first website. I found that shit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did find that. Is that yeah. still up or did we take that down? I don't know. Get the down. Ideally, it'd be down. <laughs> it'd be, if, that's not my job at Stevens. I know. I wonder if there's people. What if there's people that still inquire through that? <laughs> <laughs> that would be absolutely hilarious. Um, so we go through the consultation, you know, I make sure we vibe. We have to vibe, dude. There has to be good energy. I don't deal with fucking complaints and excuses from my clients. So I nip that in the bud right away and make sure that you're a positive person. After consultation, you know, client signs up X, Y, Z. Now, now I get to see their initial questionnaire. I get to see their physique pictures. And if they have blood work, I get to assess their blood work. If they don't have blood work, I, you know, we, we try to get it here uh, pretty early on. Uh, for someone who's enhanced, for someone who's natural, I prefer having blood work. Um, but, you know, we're going to we're going to go ahead and get started. And if anything seems funky, we're going to you know expedite that process here. So I get to check their biofeedback. I get to see how their sleep is, how their hunger is, how their stress management is, what they're currently intaking, cardio they're doing, um, what, you know, the supplements, the performance enhancing drugs, all that stuff. Okay. Um, I get to see everything here in real time right now. And from there, I am able to, you know, draw quite a few conclusions, but still have quite a few questions. Okay. But the questions can only really be answered by working with someone. It usually, I mean, at this point, I feel like it probably takes me about two or three weeks to really learn a client's body. Um, It's rare that it drags out a month. Um, I feel like I see actually every time I've ever said, I feel like I've seen everything. There's always something that pops up shortly thereafter that I've never seen. So I'm going to go ahead and knock on wood on that one. (laughs) Hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of, um, there's a love hate relationship with being stumped at this point in my career. Yeah. I haven't felt it in a long time, (laughs) but it's not fun, dude. Really? Like I I like to avoid that. 
Um, no, it doesn't. It, the, the issue is it doesn't intrigue me because of how much fucking knowledge I have up here. And I know that I have. <laughs> so you're pissed that you don't know that you're not hitting a single fucking chord yeah. right now. Yeah. That even takes me anywhere close to a hypothesis. Yeah. And like, yeah, now I'm stumped. So like <laughs> now I also have to lay down my ego and phone a friend. Yep. And you know, I, I have a few friends in my pocket, if you will, that I utilize and they utilize me when needed um, on these situations. I just, you always learn something. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I don't enjoy that feeling <laughs> of being completely and utterly stumped. Yeah. I hate that feeling. I, I, it I, makes me feel like I, get I did that. something wrong. Yeah, I get that because I know how much you'd like to be right. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy. No- you know, what's funny. Like I never had a ton of pride in being right until I like, became successful in my career. And well, then it's like, I have, dude, to, I, have right. to, I have to be right. Like, <laughs> I'm getting paid to be right. <laughs> if you're wrong. I, I used to get paid to like give an educated guess. Yep. <laughs> now I'm being paid to be right. Yep. You're required. <laughs> yeah. It's a requirement of the God, job dude. when someone comes to me. I mean, you can't fuck up. Comes to the territory. Yeah. But then also it's like your brand and reputation on the line too. Like, man, you don't want it out there that someone like someone was with you four and a half months and they didn't think you knew what the fuck you were doing. Yeah, uh-uh, yeah. dude, I wouldn't sleep. Or like, if your programs go through the Reddit hole and like people are shitting on it or something like that. Yeah, dude. You remember when we had that? Mm-hmm. When I had that? People were, were giving it away. Yeah, people downloaded my programs and they were like swapping them and giving them away on Reddit and all this shit. They were doing it like Nippard and everybody else yeah, too, right? Yeah, and it was me, Nick Bear, and Jeff Nippard. Mm-hmm. It was those three, dude. I was so fucking pissed off. Yeah. I was like, like, dude, they're so well priced. Yeah. <laughs> they're so well. It's like, what, one's 90 bucks, one's 55 or 60 mm-hmm. bucks. Like, what the fuck? You couldn't, you couldn't just come on. I put a lot of work into this. Yeah. Anyways. I'm pretty sure it's discounted on Iron Intellect too. Oh, fuck it. It's discounted <laughs> on Iron Intellect. Shit. So you want to get yeah, that dude, cheaper? Go get that membership. Garbage. And people are sharing it on Reddit. So from assessing their biofeedback, their physique picks, their blood work, the first thing I do, the first focus is always diet. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go to their food. I'm going to go to their meal plan or their, their macro count. And one thing I never, ever, 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 ever do unless a client is just vastly overeating. I had a case a few weeks ago of someone who came to me and she was just overeating. She was overfeeding far too much. Um, I never pull food down ever, ever. I, I always increase food every single time because you're about to get introduced to the fucking team Haley style training. And we're going to cover that next. <laughs> you are going to need more nutrition than you have ever had in your life. <laughs> That's a promise. No matter what your goal is, that is a promise. So um, never lower food. I never take a client directly into a cut. What the fuck's the point of that? Yeah. Like, I don't take someone and take them directly into prep. If you reach out to me and you say 16 weeks to my show, I'm going to say 23 weeks to your show if you're with me. But 16 weeks out, you can go hire someone else and have a way worse result. You don't. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. That's not how the, I am going to build your body first and foremost. And that's starting from the inside and going to the outside. I'm going to complete your physique, but I'm also going to make sure that internally you are in a fantastic situation. It is completely against my beliefs and morality to take a client directly into a prep. I have done it two. I did it two times last year Mm -hmm. and both times was because that person would, was already in prep. Mm -hmm. Something happened with their former coach and they reached out to me and I took over and both times were actually really great results. They were extremely great results. One was 13 weeks out. One was 11 weeks out. 
And so, you know, you're learning on the fucking fly. Yeah. Like as we're going. So I'm going to learn your body as well. I want to know how your body responds to literally everything. I want to know how you handle your days. I want to know how you handle your stresses with me. Uh, You know, if you have a set of picks you don't like or something, I'm going to learn you as a fucking human being first, because the way this is going to work the best, the stronger our connection is, this thing's going to work a whole lot better. Mm -hmm. The more trust you're going to have in me. And just as importantly, the more trust I'm going to have in you. I'm not going to, I'm not trying to bring on clients who I need to go ask to be a hundred. Like I, I just don't have time for that. If, if, if you're not coming on to be a hundred, I have no, I, I don't have anything to do yeah. there. I, I'm not interested in that. So the diet has to support the training. This is a huge deal because the training is very intense. It's very recovery intensive. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's going to take you through the ringer, but we're going to change your physique and you didn't hire me to be average. Um, now with the with the diet we choose between i guess i would say like six maybe different styles off the bat i'll kind of i'll briefly explain each if i went into depth on each of these we're going to be here for three hours um a five two diet a straight diet Carb cycle, a stress relief diet, a reverse diet, or a recovery diet. And stress can kind of go in health as well. It's kind of like a stress slash health release or, you know, whatever diet, if you will. Um, so a 5 2 is you're going to have two high days commonly on the weekends. People enjoy having high days on the weekends. You're going to have five low days. The low days are not going to be low per se at the start, at least. The two high days will probably be pretty high. And on the five low days, it's probably going to be right around maintenance. We want, I want you to work so fucking hard in the gym that you force those low days that are right around where your maintenance would be considered. You force glycogen burn on all those, on those five straight low days so that your two high days are going to be extremely beneficial, not just for physique, but for performance and internal functioning, like your thyroid output. Okay. Um, five, two, I really, really love the five, two, but it also allows me to assess how hard you're training because if we go on a five, two and you look like we're storing more than what we should be, I know that there's more to give in the gym. And so we're going to dive deeper into your training and we're going to fix that training. First and foremost, a straight diet, just straight macros every week, straight meal plan every week, like every day of the week. That's pretty cut for it. Carb cycle, you're going to have high days and, and low days, or you're going to have high, medium, low days. Um, so, so, so like five twos, like a, a type of carb cycle, if you will, but commonly in a carb cycle, the high days are like a leg day or a back day. And then, you know, low days will be like an arm day and rest day. And then moderate days will be like a chest and uh, shoulder day or something like that. Okay. Um, I commonly carb cycle just uh, like leg day, normal day or low day macros, if you will. A stress relief diet. We're actually going to keep protein a little bit low on this because protein is you know, tough for the body to digest compared to fats and carbs. Going to keep calories right around maintenance. And the entire purpose of this is essentially getting you into a more parasympathetic state. You know, we're going to do restorative yoga. We're going to go for walks in the sun. You're only going to train probably three times a week, maybe four times a week. Uh, you're going to be taking um, a, a supplement from New Ethics that I really, really, really believe in heavily uh, for this recovery period. Um, 
we're just we're, we're going to kind of change the way your body's responding to everything. You know, people who are constantly having poor digestion are constantly really anxious, stressed out. They're always in a sympathetic state. Mm-hmm. They're always it's they're ready to go. Yeah. Just rearing at the wheel. And they have no idea how to control it or turn it off. Uh, so we're going to teach you. We're going to get you through a parasympathetic state, take you through this health phase. You're not going to see much, you know, physique progress. You're not yeah. going to see a lot of performance results here. We're also, you know, speaking of performance, we're going to leave like two or three reps in the tank on every training set as well, which is obviously you know, not the most optimal way to train, um, in my opinion, or physiology's opinion, or the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of data points that we have from the largest people on earth and the most developed physiques on earth taking sets to failure. But that's for another podcast. <laughs> it almost sounds like that's a, it's like a reset. Yeah, yeah, that, that's really? that's what it is. It's it's an internal reset overall. Yeah. Like we're we're literally going, we're trying to change your nervous system. Like if function. you had a graph and you had the the stress stress relief diet, yeah. is that what you're calling it? Yeah, the stress relief diet patient. Yeah, and the non stress relief yeah. diet patient. Yeah, one's going to get some gains yes. right away, but yeah. the other one's going to get higher gains in the yeah. long term. The other one's going to be a long term situation. Yeah. And you know, I have uh, two or three. I had two or three girls and one guy on a, uh, on a, I guess, internal reset diet, um, if you will. Um, obviously, a reverse diet. We know what a reverse diet is. Uh, we're going to pull down output. We're going to raise intake uh, slowly over time as needed on your biofeedback. And then a recovery diet. Man, if we have to get started right away on our recovery diet, you better be in this shit for the long haul because this is a lot of effort on my end. <laughs> same, same, same with, you know, same with the stress, you know, what health reset. recovery diet. Yeah. Like so, so someone's been dieting way too low, way too long, like chronic dieters over cardioers. Okay. Um, like that's a hard reset. If you come to me. Yeah. If you come to me and you like, I mean, you were around a thousand, eleven hundred, under a thousand. If you were like under twelve hundred calories for an extended period of time, like months and months and months. Yeah. And you've been doing tons of cardio, just all this output. I have a girl right now, actually, she's doing a fantastic job. Uh, but we're going through that right now. She's up like five pounds in six weeks. You know, like that's a big deal. Yeah, sure. You know, for yeah, for someone who's been going through that, she's so happy. And her update this last check-in looked fucking amazing. I was so proud of her. Um, but we need to pull down that output drastically. Commonly, that's what I do. I raise food just a really small amount here, but I pull down that output and I just cut it. Like, I mean, I'll probably take it out. Commonly, you you won't do anything but like steps, like ten or eleven thousand okay. steps. Because, dude, I mean, you, you I mean you're you're in a stress, a, a fight or flight response state. Yeah, like you you've put yourself there because of how hard you've been dieting. Your internals are just not optimally functioning. Mm-hmm. Like you're. You're far behind. Yeah. In that regard. Sex hormones, they they gotta be restored and yeah. recovered. Sure. I mean, this is a lot deeper, but you know, these people always see pretty decent physique progress. Also, again, with them, we're not taking sets to failure. Usually even about one rep in the tank. Okay. So we're taking it cool. I mean, they're hard sets, and your yeah. physique will change on one rep in the tank. Um, but you know, we're we're not taking them to complete like all out brutal failure. So I, you know, those are kind of the main types of dieting that I do. Uh, notice the keto diet's not in there. Please take note. <laughs> Paleo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Team Haley style training is fucking intense, man. You guys all know that. I don't need to harp on it here all day, but it's going to come down to your experience. Obviously, like, are you are you like a more intermediate person? Or are you more advanced? And I don't mean like. Like I consider an advanced person, a very elite competitor, an intermediate person is like, 
even a general health client is in great shape. Like that's kind of my characteristics of intermediate. Mm -hmm. And like my beginner client is like someone who's like been around the gym, like done the gym and stuff. She's you know, tried macros. He's tried meal plans. He's, you know, taking the BCAAs and the fat burn, okay. you know, yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I guess, you know, my beginners, most people like intermediate advanced, yep. but like on my roster, that's kind of my range. Yep. Um, so I'm going to take your experience goals into play. We're just going to program based off that. Um, but I mean, for 90% of you, we're, we're going to take the first few weeks and we're going to learn how to train to failure because you think failure is, is not what I think failure is. And I'm going to help you find that failure point. You're also going to realize through this time that your mental gains that you're making, the mental changes that you're making within yourself are fucking awesome. Because when you start learning how to take tests to true fail, you get a massive confidence boost. It's like, if I can overcome that beast and I can keep fucking swinging and attacking, I can come over anything. The hardest thing that you do during the day when you're my client is you fucking train. That's the hardest fucking thing you have. We're going to set your weak points and we're going to make sure that we kind of make everything match. Okay. Every week clients, two or three training videos. And in these training videos, I'm looking for intensity. Like get the fuck after show me what you got. But intent comes first and foremost is the form. Good. Is the target good. Everything we're doing is our body in an optimal, uh, um, anatomical position for the lift. Um, everything has to be perfect and not just good because clients send me good training videos all the time. We, 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 we have to be perfect. And the sooner you get to perfect, the sooner you start seeing the kind of fucking results that the people that you see on my Instagram see, mm -hmm. that's when you start really seeing the changes. And that's when being part of team Haley pays its dividends for cardio. It's all going to be intent based. We're just going to, again, What's your experience? What's your goals? What's your injury history? Uh, you know, what are we looking to do? If you're someone looking to blow up, if you're a woman or a man looking to blow up your legs, like we're probably going to support how hard we're on train in the gym on leg days with some sprints, some spin, uh, spin bike sprints, some actual running sprints, which is what I prefer. Um, we're, you know, we're going to push them. We're going to push them really hard and, you know, intent based cardio. So what intent based cardio is there's actually, this is in the Q and a, this isn't the Q and A. We can leave it out. Answer it now. Yeah, I'll just answer it now, and then we'll yep. leave it out of the Q and A. The question is just what it, what does Justin mean by intent based cardio? Yeah, intent based cardio is I give you a goal, not necessarily a time. So let's say um, if you're on the stairmaster, I want you to do 130 floors, and I want you to do that as fast as you can. What's the fastest pace you can achieve that at? You're going to send me your time, and I'm going to tell you what I need to see next time. And we're, we, we literally just like go through that. It's just intent based card. If you're on the elliptical, I don't get tell you 20 minutes. I tell you, let's do three miles mm -hmm. on the elliptical. Get to your three miles at the intensity that I say uh, to attack it at. That's intent based cardio because I see too many people that like the countdown just starts when they get on. Yeah, like, like 25, like 25 minutes, 24, yeah. 59, yeah. 24. And it's like, that's all it is. And whereas like, watching. Yeah. Whereas like now it's like, man, like the harder I go within the intensity range of which I prescribe. Yeah. The sooner I get there. Yep. Okay. You so say you're pushing yourself harder, pushing yourself harder is never, ever going to be a bad option. So we go over cardio and that one's pretty fucking simple. That is what it is. So about supplements and blood work. All right. So. Everyone has, okay. first we assess blood work and we assess deficiencies. We assess 
or, you know, proficiencies. Um, and we assess how we get these into a more optimal place for us. So the first part of the, the, the first assessment when deciding on supplements is look at the blood work. If the blood works there. Okay. After that, we kind of go down, we look at the physique. If there's a woman that a woman or a man that just has tons of belly fat, Mm-hmm. But like, it's not like, like the, the, the fat is not, um, dispersed across the body. It's like all in that belly area. It's like skinny fat. Yeah. Okay. They likely have some estrogen balance issues. Okay. Estrogen is going to be a little bit higher, um, or a lot higher. So we're going to, you know, we're going to look into that. We're going to get them running on some estrocort, um, which is a fantastic supplement. And, you know, we, we, we want to look at sex hormone support, um, there's many ways through a biofeedback assessment and that you can kind of understand without blood work. If someone's testosterone is a little bit low, um, if it is obviously again, that's an issue, testosterone estrogen ratio. So also speaking on blood work, testosterone estrogen ratio is kind of what matters far more so than the actual testosterone reading and estrogen estrogen reading. The ratio matters a lot more, especially for very healthy, very fit, uh, very active individuals. We need to make sure that ratio is good. Um, so just kind of backtracking to blood work real quick. We look at gut issues. If someone has all this bloating or constipation or they go to the bathroom twice a week or, you know, whatever the issue is, we're going to look at the gut issues. If they have SIBO, if they have PCOS, you know, whatever it is, we're going to look at what we can do to fix that. And there's supplements that we can take that can help establish a healthy gut. Look at inflammation. We throw in turmeric by revive MD. If people have inflammation issues, I kind of believe people should be taking that anyways. Like no matter who you are, I feel like you should take turmeric plus by revive MD patented ingredients is fantastic stuff. You know what you're getting. You're not just buying a supplement from a random company that doesn't have patents on any of their ingredients, Mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't have like the top level ingredients what about inflammation rx versus turmeric because i the, so, so, so inflammation has like a little bit of inflammation less. inflammation rx is now turmeric oh they changed it yeah 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 okay. they, they, they okay. switched it up yep there so um the inflammation is another big one we assess we adjust and adapt performance sports is like Intra workout nutrition, your pre your pre workout nutrition, your intra workout like this is where you're gonna find your creatine monohydrate. Uh, what I want you having during your workout. Um, if if there's fat burners like like a Yohimbine HCL that I want you taking like in the morning before a fasted cardio, uh, performance support. You're you know you're gonna find all that stuff there. And then GDAs, insulin, um, metformin, like things that do, do, do we, uh, so I meant GDAs, insulin sensitivity and metformin, not the actual insulin itself. <laughs> um, we kind of assess there and, you know, do you look like someone that you need GDAs? And honestly, with me, here's the thing with me is most of my clients utilize GDAs. Why do most of my clients utilize GDAs? Because we are training so fucking hard. And we are commonly eating far more food than other people do because of how hard we're training Mm -hmm. and getting the fuck after it. So when you're running high food, yes, you can be very insulin sensitive. Yes, you can have fantastic blood glucose readings. But when you're running higher food, higher than normal food, over time, these numbers are going to creep up. And insulin is going to release and clear, release more commonly and clear more slowly 
as you keep these calories really high. So we're going to run a GDA. We're going to run a GDA to help with the partitioning of nutrients going into your muscles. Like we're, we're going to run a GDA to help with your recovery. We're it's, it's great to have. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic to have. So that's going to help you, you know, keep that fasted blood glucose reading down, keep that fasted insulin reading down. That's going to help a lot. If, if your blood glucose is shit, if it's over 90 consistently, it's, if it's like, uh, like if you're, if you bounce around between like low nineties, high eighties, you're probably, you're, you're okay. Okay. But like if you're like over 95, very consistently, then there's an issue here. All right. We need to get that fixed. Now we look into performance enhancing drugs. Yes. Steroids. Everyone gets so excited about this <laughs> section of their fucking <laughs> protocol. So obviously if I do have an enhanced athlete, surprise, surprise, they take steroids. <laughs> we start. Um, first thing we always do is if someone's been running a cycle for a long time, we've got to reset this shit. Mm. Like we've got to, we've got to figure out we, we don't need to come off. You know, you know, it's, uh, I hate the term blast and cruise, but people are going to be most familiar with the blast and cruise term, like for a guy, uh, for a girl, we just kind of assess where they're at, but 10 times out of 10, we're going to drop that proto that drug protocol down because I want to see how hard you're training and a high drug protocol can mean high changes in your physique and performance, even if you're not training very hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to pull that down. I'm going to see how you're training. It's going to be more like performance dosages, if you will, rather than, you know, physique enhancement dosages, but that doesn't at all mean that physique enhancement is not going to happen here. It's just, there's, normal doses there's health doses and there's super physiological doses (laughs) winning doses yeah there's winning doses (laughs) um so where men commonly start is going to be right around two maybe 250 maybe 300 test we're gonna pull you down there if you've been on cycle for a while we're probably gonna have some novadex in there about 10 milligrams a day or so something like that um, not, not a huge fan of AIs. I know you guys have uh, heard me talk about that before. We're going to have one on hand in case any issues arise, but, uh, not a big fan of killing your estrogen. Uh, not really a great way to be, to, to go about things here. Women. I mean, you know, if, if you're on cycle, you haven't been on too long. If, uh, you know, all variables here match or in play, you know, we're going to pull your Anivar probably down to five milligrams. We're going to pull your Primo down to about 15, 20 milligrams. Like we're going to make sure that everything's kind of low here. Actually, um, very common, uh, uh, very commonly used steroid uh, in the female realm that I've seen more and more popping up with people starting with me um, is NPP, which is a very strong steroid. Mm. It's one of my personal favorite steroids. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Primo and Anivar too. Um, and NPV is very popular for, a lot of reasons on the women's end. Um, you know, we're again, we're going to pull that down probably in that 15, 20, 25 range. If you're running that currently, because we're just going to stop cold Turkey. Like we, we need to pull everything down. What's the negative of stopping cold Turkey? Well, your hormones aren't going to be able to restart. <laughs> we have to, you know, go through a whole process. Yeah. We, we need to go through a whole process. If, if we're coming off, we need to, you know, have, um, items in place, okay. if you will. Okay. To not say too much, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we need to have items in place in order to help the hormones kind of restore it's just properly. More harmful for you, yeah, yeah. So it would like it's considered like post cycle therapy. That's yeah, yeah like that's, that's what, what you I do. Was thinking of. Um, but 
you know, it's just like stopping cold turkey is probably never a good idea. Cause also it's like, now I'm not going to be able to get a good reading on her body. Okay. On her physique. Yeah. Like if we just stop, like now we have to take steps backwards Yeah, and the steps backwards, you know, it takes a few weeks, month, five, six weeks, something like that. And changes everything. And you know, now like we're six weeks in and I don't fucking know how you function. Got it. So like, I need to keep this as stable as possible. As long as you haven't been on too long, if you've been on too long. We, we got to take steps back. We got to yeah, reverse the sure. train. But if you have, if you haven't been on too long, we just, we need to pull it down mm-hmm. and just like, see what's up. Um, Blood work, obviously, people on PEDs, you got to get blood work to me within your first month. I want to assess it. Um, you got to get blood work to me at least twice a year, um, preferably like at least one while we're in a pretty good size cycle and at least one when we're uh, either for men and more of a health range and for women when we're off cycle. OK, um, it's kind of the only notes there on PEDs. I'm going to everyone. I, I always get an idea of what exactly we're going to do in terms of the anabolics fat. Oh, I should talk about fat burners. Someone comes to me and they're on fat burners. Um, and you know, if it's a thyroid hormone, obviously we have to kind of taper the dosage down. I don't like, we don't taper off. We taper the dosage down. Um, tapering off, I think prolongs the the thyroid shutdown. Mm-hmm. So like a very common practice in folks who utilize T3 and T4 is, tapering the dosage all the way down to zero. But there's some days during this tapered down that you're going to have less thyroid hormone you're taking in than what your body naturally would put out. Your body can't put that out right now because your natural thyroid processing has not started yet. Okay. But what's the issue with this? The issue with this is we're still taking exogenous thyroid hormone, which is keeping your natural production from being able to restart. And it's been very common practice and very commonly thought that once you get past what your thyroid naturally puts out, that your thyroid's going to just restart. That is completely based in fallacy. That is not true. That's not physiologically even possible. You're putting in exogenous hormone. Well, when your body senses that, it doesn't think it has to work so hard. So it just shuts that off. Mm-hmm. Like when you take testosterone, mm-hmm. you can't just like inject 30 milligrams of testosterone a week and like expect your testosterone, like your natural testosterone to continue just cranking away. Yeah. Cause your body will adapt that's to the not, fact that yeah. it's, that's coming in. Yeah. Um, and testosterone's, I don't want to say it's much more resilient than thyroid, but your testosterone functioning, you know, commonly returns at a quicker rate than what thyroid does. All right. So also, you know, when messing with thyroid, you better understand, you better have a coach who understands that shit. You really need to have someone who understands the thyroid. So you can definitely fuck yourself. Don't ask me because I went way over my head. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I tried breaking it down as well as possible. I was listening very intently, but I'm like, man, I wish I just knew a little bit more about each of these things. It would help. I'm sure sure the listeners listeners know because they're into it more than I am. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. You guys can ask questions. It sounded correct. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you know, the, the PEDs, you know, it also becomes a tricky one because, um, you know, like there's, you know, cycles that come in and I never really want to say things are inherently good or bad. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's definitely good cycles that I get. 
um, cycles that like I have clients run, I agree with and stuff, but there's cycles that come in and I just like, I wish I could just ask the previous coach, like what the goal was, okay. like what the intent was, because yeah. things here are, um, maybe crossing over and they're yeah. functioning. Why do we need that? Or maybe counterintuitive. Yeah. Um, or, you know, maybe things are just like, maybe the numbers are just too high for there to not be toxicity, which is another big factor as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if internally you're getting a lot of toxicity from anabolic steroids and orals or, you know, whatever you're taking, um, obviously your, your physique's going to show that Mm -hmm. like you're, you're, you're holding yourself back and you're not going to look near as good as, as you should. Does one coach's view on not just PEDs, like the whole process. Yeah. Just waver on level of education. Is it really the only th- mm. differentiating factor? Or like if you have a view, like I'm just going to use Mark because we're friends with Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know Mark has good athletes. Yeah. Um, if you and Mark have di- differentiating views on the thyroid. Yeah. Or is it, there's only one way it functions and that's the only way it works. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, so really good question there. Yeah. There's a lot of different views on it due to lack of education across the board. Yeah. <sighs> How do I like, I'm trying to figure out how to best portray the message I'm, I'm, I'm about to try to say. So if you take five coaches who are, you know, very educated coaches, sure. yeah. um, you know, we, we can take, you know, we, we can take three right here and like, and uh, myself and um, Mark and then mm-hmm. like uh, Paul Revelle mm-hmm. and Dylan Bear, bring, bring Dylan Bear into the equation mm-hmm. sure. and, and shit and Jordan Duggar. Now we have five coaches yep. that are good. Yep. And that are very educated and knowledgeable. So I put training first on my list of hierarchy. Training is number one mm-hmm. on some coaches list of hierarchy. Nutrition is number one. Okay. Some coaches it's like intake versus output. Yeah. And so, you know, everyone's so a methodology. Has, yeah. Yeah. Like what's your main method here? What's, mm-hmm. what's the biggest variable that you, you know, want to control with your clients? Yeah. Um, so for me, it's training, then everything else falls in line to be able to best support that training. Mm-hmm. Okay. But also there's the difference in who are you coaching? What's the mentality of the people you're coaching? Yeah. I have a lot of people who they don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. like put it all in me. They're not give overthinkers. Me. They're not no, no, yeah. no, just, just they like, they're down to take they're more. Ready. They're Got down it. to take more. Got it. There's some people who are down to do quite a bit. Mm-hmm. There's some people who really want to keep it minimal. Uh, and then obviously like there's you know, other people who just don't fucking do it at all. Yeah. Or, you know, like want to like tiptoe the line. Yeah. You know, um, like someone tiptoeing the line, I would say is like you're utilizing like carnitine and clenbuterol. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So like you're not using a steroid, but like clenbuterol is a performance enhancing drug. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, not, not all of these, like all these coaches, all five of these coaches are extremely educated. Yeah. But their methodology is wavered. Their methodology is different. Yeah. And they might not have clients who are as like drastic as mine. Okay. And I know Mark has some too. Yeah. Okay. So that also changes their approach on, you know, drugs. Mm -hmm. Like if most of your clients are minimalists then you're probably not going to be able to understand big cycles. So then a big part of it comes into being able to assess biofeedback yeah. and 
how early you can assess that biofeedback, yeah. I would assume. Oh, that's very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You That's very huge, and you need to be able to do it very fast. Yeah. Like, again, people don't hire any of us five to, like, just be average. Sure. Like, they, you know, they hire you to be really fun good. Yeah. Um, You know, every, so every coach's drug protocols and every coach's drug, I guess, beliefs kind of come down to what you have experience with yeah what you need to be able to perform and utilize for your clients Mm -hmm. um and just what the expectations from your clients are yeah it's like on that list myself and mark have by far the most advanced clients Mm -hmm. you know like i said i i have quite a few clients who just i want to win absolutely what the fuck does it take to win like you said a winning dosage Mm -hmm. like what's the winning dosage Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to do that to be able to win. Like that's not at all what Scott was implying or what I'm saying at all. There's plenty of people who went on minimalists, plenty of people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a lot of people just like, how fast can I get there? Yeah. Essentially. And I'm not yeah. saying, and that's, that's also, that's not the most optimal way. I tell them that's not the most optimal way. Yeah. All right. But it's also like when you get to play with an anabolic steroid, mm-hmm. um, an injectable carnitine, a growth hormone an insulin, an oral like when you get to play with all of those that's uh, fat burners yeah like those that's a far larger arsenal than just you know light fat burners a light oral sure sure sure, sure. yeah you know what i'm saying does that make sense yeah yeah yeah. so those people just like having a fully loaded arsenal yeah that's like, really what the, it is. the question. I just know that people do it differently. Yeah. Cause I mean, we've yeah. talked about it before you've explained yeah. it before. Um, so the question was just kind of just came to my mind while we were yeah. talking about this is like, and it makes sense on the methodology mm-hmm. and then it makes sense on the experience level of being able to assess the biofeedback yeah. in different stages. Yeah. That's basically what it is. But it, that's what it sounds like it, no one's like, it doesn't mean anyone's ever inherently wrong. Yeah. Like, there, there's, yeah. there's definitely things people are like wrong about. Sure. That's why I say, like, I just wish I could talk to the coach to get their view on, mm-hmm. like, you know, what what were we going for here? Yep. Um, I I just want to be able to know to be able to best help my, you know, my athlete now. Yep. Um, obviously, that's not realistic or practical to be able to do. In this <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, far yeah. too many egos. Um, but, you know, no cycles inherently, like, good or bad that comes to me. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, what were we doing? Also, you know, what's the client's morals? Yeah. And it wasn't so, really focused purely on the cycles. It was yeah. it was across the board, really. Yeah. Just, like, how, you know, methods of training. Now, I do see really bad training. I see very bad nutrition. <laughs> sure, sure. I see really bad cardio. Yeah. Um, I see really bad supplements. I mean, dude, I literally have clients who keep coming over to my team from this other team. They're not necessarily, like, all with me. I've only got, like, three or four. But Jesus fucking Christ, how you got nine supplements from the same company on your fucking on every single client's protocol? There's nine supplements. And there's no variation. With your fucking code. Next to who the fuck needs nine Dude, supplements? When you told me that about that and you said it was harmful. Oh yeah. Like the combination of Oh yeah. Well it, be, it becomes so counterintuitive. It becomes yeah. overflow in your body. Yeah. Nine? The fuck you I can't I can't even <laughs> fucking remember to take that shit. That's so stupid. That's just like, it's just another way of nickel and dime. You. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of like what they're trying to do. Um, so then obviously from there, you know, client gets protocols. We get started. Client asks any questions and then we fucking get rolling. And um, that's basically my setup process. I, 
I, I think it's funny that like people want to like know about what my setup process is. I'm cool. here, do you really? I'm yeah. just over here like, man, this is the most boring podcast I've done by far. No, I, if like, I was a coach, mind. I would think it was cool. That's very but interesting. Like, it's I, just, I do it every day. Yeah. I have an upper <laughs> hand cause I see it. Yeah. Yeah. You being, do. Like I've read yours mm-hmm. and I've read, uh, uh, you know, your other assistant coaches and how they yeah. like to do things too. I mean, yeah. I know they're way different types of clients at that point. Yeah. Um, but it's super interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Mine is very cutthroat to the point. Yeah. You know what the fuck you're getting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't talk to everyone like that. But it's even like you can, you start to understand how your brain's working. Yeah. And then I think I would think as the client, you understand, okay, this is what I'm getting into. Kind of like yeah. you mentioned earlier. Yeah. This is the kind of person. This is what I'm expecting. Yeah. There's no deviation here. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like we can have fun in LOLs and stuff, but yeah. you better not be having fun in LOLs. Like don't lax on your, your training. Protocol. Yeah. 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 Like we, we can have a friendship. I'm yeah. not saying we'll be friends because most times I've been friends with clients. I've been fucked over. (laughs) We can have a friendship, yeah. but you need to like, and I'm your biggest fan. I'm Mm going to support the fuck out of you, but you better bring it or else that friendship, it's going to go away. We're not going to have it. Yeah. Now I'm pissed off. (laughs) And that is an expensive friend. (laughs) That's that's an expensive fucking friend, fam. (laughs) I just wouldn't recommend it. So um, I hope this helped you guys. I I hope you guys like enjoyed kind of hearing my thought process behind it, the way that I assess things. I know my clients will think this is really fucking cool. So shout out to you guys, because I think you guys are really fucking cool. Um, So I'm I'm sure I can't wait. The group chats tomorrow are probably going to be the WhatsApp group chats. Yeah. uh, Multiple group chats. And they're going to be like. Wow, I didn't know you did that. This, 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 this. So, like, that's what you were thinking we did. Like, yeah, yeah it's totally. Gonna, it's going to be it's cool. coming. Yeah, yeah, they're going to enjoy. It. But on Friday, as you guys know, we do Q and A's. And you guys asked me, I actually picked six questions this week, but one of them we already talked about. So, it's still going to be five questions. You guys ask really good questions. And also, I have to say, I really appreciate you guys who, you know, you, you ask, you know, one style of questions for Iron Intellects. Oh, yeah. And then you ask another style for the podcast. And I oh, really yeah. appreciate that. Um, because it's it's a sign of respect as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because you guys know that Iron and Selects is paid for, and that's where the deeper shit is. Oh yeah. And you guys know this podcast is, you know, for free. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's to kind of help serve you guys. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I appreciate seeing that as well. So I just want to say thank you guys to uh who do ask the questions and also the kind of questions that you do ask. But Scott, let's go ahead and read off some questions. All right. <clears throat> First question comes from I'm S1. Worst mistake you've made during your journey. Wow. I, when I saw that question, I loved that question. I forgot what he asked. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I forgot what he asked. Um, trying to fix people, man, trying to fix broken people, expending too much energy on fixing people who were never going to be fixed. You know, most of the people who have come on my team on on my staff Mm -hmm. and left my staff were extremely broken individuals. Mm -hmm. And I tried fixing them and put a lot of energy into them, like at the expense of others. And, you know, it backfired every single time. I mean, there's four cases of it back even, you know, before you were with me. And I spent a lot of time trying to fix broken trainers and putting my energy into people who threw negativity at me, like on social media and stuff. Like, I I think I, I spent too much time being too empathetic and I spent too much time, which is funny for people to hear now. Mm-hmm. Like now I've learned my lesson. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So I spent too much time being too empathetic and I spent too much time worrying about what the fuck other people think. And now I'm absolutely neither. Mm-hmm. So thanks y'all. <laughs> 
<laughs> you are stone cold. Yeah. <laughs> Women love it about me. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, man, this guy, this, this guy is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right. Man. Next one comes from Brianna Totino. Okay. She's one of our clients. Have you ever dealt with imposter syndrome? If so, how did fuck you get yeah. over it? Yeah, fuck yeah, I did. And you yeah. know, when I got over it, I got over it and I realized I'm really fucking good at it. <laughs> Actually, it was about a year ago today. Really? That I really got over it. We, uh, like last Saturday was like one year ago. We were in St. Louis at a mm-hmm. really big show. Yeah. And my team dominated. Yeah. Dominated. I mean, absolutely fucking wrecked. Mm-hmm. We pulled up and wrecked. <laughs> and it was over mm-hmm. for everyone else, dude. We won, I don't know how many fucking first places. Yeah. And if we didn't get first place, we got second. Okay. And like, dude, we dominated mm-hmm. in one, two, three, five classes. Nice. Across the six fucking six That's classes huge. across the board. Yeah. Yeah. And like every single one of my clients just fucking dominated. Mm-hmm. Like all of them. Um, and like after St. Louis, I was like, and I noticed how different my clients looked to the other people's clients. Okay. And I noticed the attention I was getting from other people based on my clients' performance. Like some folks that, some men that I had never met in the industry who I knew who they were, who I respected a lot, mm-hmm. were now giving their props and respect to me. That's cool. And yeah, so like that felt good. So it was about a year ago today and I was like, uh, yeah, so I'm actually really fucking good at what I do. <laughs> how, how did you deal? Because I've been asked this question myself. Yeah. How did you deal with it while you're while you're in it. Yeah, you know what's really funny? It never bothered me because I knew I was gonna get here. Oh, that's easy to answer. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I just I had so much it's belief that, and confidence I just knew I was gonna be it here. It was that it's that what we talked about last podcast. Yeah. The unwavering belief that you're it just is. the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like I didn't really like I now looking back, I knew it was imposter syndrome at the time I like knew it was imposter syndrome, but it just never really mattered. Yeah. I, I knew I was gonna be a really good coach. Yeah. All right. How did you deal with it? I'm still in it. I kind of think. Really? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> you got to think about this. I'm only a year yeah, and like true. four months in my that's true. my journey here. That's so funny. But I yeah. think uh, what's validating me right now is getting like the revive. Yeah. Commercial. That's a big deal. Having um, the owners of revive talk yeah. to me about opportunities. It's a big deal. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's not. I mean, obviously, when you asked me to, we talked about a long term relationship. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. And then you know, <clears throat> getting almost like a as a byproduct of your content yeah and getting attention there yeah absolutely. That, that's been really cool to see yeah yeah so yeah. I, it just feels like Dude, I'm going I in the right direction. oh my god i have a i have a i have a you're gonna love this I, i'm gonna tell you about this i'm gonna tell you about this live on air i told megan i was gonna tell you about oh, it today shit. <laughs> <laughs> scott's gonna be so mad oh so, my god it's funny so listen to this y'all I, I checked my fucking ig dm request last night and that was my first you know mistake okay and uh man there's this there's this <laughs> there's this girl in there and she hits me with this DM and she says, Hey man, it's like, I've been following you for a super long time. Big fan of yours. Like, you know, all that stuff. And she's like, so like, I don't mean any disrespect to like the person who like does your videos or your photos, or yeah. your logos, like all this. Yep. But she said they could be way more crisp and clean. And like right now, like I'm trying and diverse. And she's like, right now, like I'm trying to expand my portfolio. And like, I thought I'd reach out. Yeah. And like, I thought I reached out to you and I messaged back. I said, Yes, yeah, like the the dude who does all my you know videos, photos, Everything. logos, all that stuff. I was like, yeah, he's one of my best friends, and like I'm pretty sure that I consider him like one of the top people like I've seen doing it in the game. And also, and then I like dot 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 and skip down a few lines. He ain't out here trying to pimp his portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, but like I appreciate your creative eye and like your support and all sure. that shit. But it's like. 
look, the first part of the message, I was like, okay, like this is kind. Yep. And then you went into like trashing one of my best friends. Yep. And, and not only that, like employees. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You know what, like, you know what she said as a byproduct in my head? That your logos and your branding is trash. Yeah. That's and what so I was now thinking. you're insulting yeah. me. Yeah. So that was not a good way. Like, and I never heard back. Yeah. I'm sure you <laughs> didn't, didn't fucking hear back. Nice. Good to know that my content <laughs> is, is subpar. Is uh yeah. needs work. <laughs> needs to be more crisp, apparently. <laughs> uh okay. Next one comes from Kim Branken. Yeah. What's fucking it fucking like? Kim? I love yeah. Kim. <laughs> What's it like to coach someone who you're in a relationship with? Yeah. Pros, cons, likes, and dislikes. Yeah, I love this question because um, you know what's funny is I've wow. Wow. I've dated five competitors. Wow. wow. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. All fucking bikini girls too. God fucking damn it. Fucking I'm having realizations right now that I don't want to have. Live. Fuck. Kim. <laughs> Kim, this is your fault. This is all your fault. So I, I've dated five girls and um five girls. Get to the point. Nice to know. <laughs> I'm having a lot of realizations right now, Scott. <sighs> Um, all, all bikini competitors and, you know, obviously, uh, so two of them, I became their coach Mm -hmm. and three of them, I didn't become their coach. And the three that I didn't become, it was because like, we knew this would not fucking work if I coached you. And that's Mm -hmm. not a bad thing. No, that's okay. Not at all. Um, you know, all three of them coached with some of my best friends. Mm -hmm. Like that was, that was perfectly okay. And like, I respected them. I knew they were in good hands. Um, you know, then the two that I have coached, like I notice in our relationships, like the communication actually gets a little better from that. The one thing they have to, you know, that, that they have to remember, like Megan has to remember now is, you know, my feedback as a coach is not feedback as boyfriend. Mm -hmm. My feedback as boss is not feedback as boyfriend. Mm -hmm. My feet, you know, like they're, you know, we're we're learning that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But she does a fantastic fucking job with it. Oh yeah. Um, the cons is like when, you know, when she was deep in prep, really with both of them that I, I have, you know, ended up um, coaching when they were really deep in prep, pulling the emotional attachment away from their protocols and forcing them to suffer more when they had to suffer more, mm. just like tore my heart a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like hard to do, but it did tear my heart a little bit. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, Seth sucks. And like a pro is like, well, fuck dude. Like, you know, Megan, I have been there yet, but like, uh, we're going to be, we're fucking going to be, and I can't wait. But like, when you see like your girlfriend, who's also client when, oh shit, man, that's real fucking dope. Yeah. That's really fucking cool. And then you got boyfriend proud yeah. and coach proud. All coach, co- coach proud. Like, yeah, I go hate, full yeah. coach mode. Nice. Yeah. I okay. am like, Whoo. Yep. Yeah, I will. I will say coach proud is a lot more proud than boyfriend. <laughs> it is. Well, you're in the moment. It's also. Yeah, it's 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 hard for me, like on show day. Any time I've been in that in that situation on show day, there's not like boyfriend. Justin's not there. Yeah, like it's, it's yeah, game day, homie. It's just yeah. time to go, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. So um, that's a great question. But I definitely have some realizations about myself. Thanks, realize, thanks, Kim. Didn't, didn't realize I was that guy. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. Next one, uh, Samantha Nicole. And I think you've kind of talked about this before is how did you get to where you are today while dealing with a toxic environment? 
Yeah, this is a really interesting question. I chose this question because, you know, there's been many different toxic environments, yeah. you know, I'd say I've been in. And honestly, you know what I realized? Most of them were self-induced. I chose to continue hanging around them and like staying in the okay. toxic environment because yeah. it was more comfortable than like leaving the toxic environment. This sure. is like necessarily a relationship. Like yeah. this could just be any toxic environment whatsoever. Um, and so, you know, like how I dealt with it was I, number one, um, the business has always come first. Mm-hmm. All right. And like that doesn't sit in relationships very well, but this fucking business is my shit. Like me, my team, Haley coaching, it doesn't matter what iron intellects, what hyperdrive, what the hyperdrive gym does, what the elite iron ATX gym does. It doesn't matter what anything does. Mm-hmm. Like team Haley's my baby. Yeah. That's my fucking thing. And it comes before any relationship. It comes before any social life. It comes before literally anything. Yeah. Most people aren't okay with that. Mm-hmm. And that's all right. Like, you know, I look at your business and it shows that you're not okay with it. Yeah. And I look at mine, it shows that I am okay with it. And that's the nature of that beast. So even in these toxic environments, you know, they didn't inhibit the work that was put in. Okay. They inhibited me mentally heavily, mm-hmm. and they definitely gave me a heavy fog if you will mentally and they guess they, they gave me a hard storm to weather. But at the end of the day, like I knew team Haley was going to be the biggest and the best. Yeah. And I had a obligation to people who are my clients who are, you know, on the staff, even when the staff was smaller or when there was no staff, I knew I was going to have staff eventually and people just support me. And like, who have seen me over the last seven years, like there's people on Instagram and Twitter who followed me for seven years. Yeah. Who've like seen this happen. Like I owe them what team Haley should and is mm-hmm. supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so you just kind of keep working. So the toxic environment, it was very draining. They're, they've all been very draining and very hard. But at the end of the day, you have an obligation to do. You have an obligation to yourself. We have an obligation to, you know, your, 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 your brand, your business as well. And the obligation to yourself is to get the fuck out. And the mm-hmm. obligation to your brand and business is keep growing and pushing because mm-hmm. you're looking for better days ahead. If you choose to stay in that toxic environment forever, that's your fault. Yeah. It's, it's, now you're just, you know, you, you need to go back to step one and look out for personal, mm-hmm. but it never really affects it didn't affect it. it. It sounds like if anything, it just kind of slowed you down. It did it slow. It delayed the process a yeah. bit, but you know what, you know what became really fucking easy for me when I realized that that shit was delaying the process. You know how easy it was to leave at that point. Oh, I bet. I bet. You know how easy yeah. it was to get the fuck away. It's like, yeah. Oh man, no, no. Like, like team Haley means way more to me than anything else ever has. Yeah. So like, man, if you start inhibiting that, you're, you're gone. Yeah. Like you are out. No question asked. Yeah. Yeah. No questions asked. All right. Next one. Z has 11. What is your argument against intensity and for volume? Why do you think there is a current trend for volume in recent strength and training research? Yeah. So this is a good question. Interesting question because, you know, intensity is king. Intensity is what dictates your body has to respond to something. Intensity dictates how drastic the response has to be. Intensity over time and progressive overloading through your intensity is what matters. Volume doesn't build muscles. Intensity does. When the two are brought together, there better be a happy balance between the two because they don't always go hand in hand depending on what your volume is and what your intensity is. So intensity is king. But Zach's asking me to argue against intensity. And I can do that. With extreme intensity, you're going to have less days in the gym because you need more days recovering. 
less days in the gym means, you know, overall throughout the week, you're going to have a greater recovery. More days in the gym means throughout the week, you're going to be able to get more volume. You can build muscle. You can get stronger. You can force neural adaptations every single time you go to the gym and train. If you force six neural adaptations compared to three or four because of how much recovery you have to take, you might see greater strength results from that short term. Long term, you're not short term. You you could. The risk of injury is much lower and in terms of more volume based stuff, you know, and as long as intensity is optimal, like like an eight you'll grow and like you'll change your physique and you'll change the way your body partitions nutrients. You'll, you'll change like some sex hormone release and stuff like that. Um, why is there so much love for volume recently? Well, because it, quite frank, I mean, look up YouTube videos on how these studies are conducted and then watch one of my training videos and you'll see why you can't fucking replicate that. You see why you can't study that because you can't get people to come into your fucking lab and do that. A lab's not an optimal environment to, to train like that in and no, like environment is a massive factor of your intensity and how hard you can push. Um, you're probably not going to get a bunch of me's to go into a gym and volunteer my time for free mm-hmm. and in a lab gym mm-hmm. and, you know, have all my sessions there for a week or two weeks while you're monitoring things, telling me to go to failure. Like, like it's not intensity is not a measurable object. Mm-hmm. Like you tell me 80% and you tell you 80%. And like one of us is going to go harder than the other still. Yep. Even though you said 80% is such that's arbitrary. Yeah. You tell me a hundred percent and you tell you a hundred percent, we're going to get two different 100%. Are either of ours actually one? How do you know it's a hundred percent? Like you're telling this person just all of a sudden check out of your mental all of a sudden don't feel any pain. Just go like, no, the training with true intensity is an art that is learned. Like, I feel like it literally took me three and a half, four years to learn how to train with true intensity. If that was the case, everybody would look the same. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why there's so much love surrounding like volume training and that's okay. And that's fine. And, you know, you can say that, you know, the, the, uh, well, actually there was a recent study, probably the most reputable study ever done in training that said intensity is king. That said, if you're doing three reps, five reps, nine reps, 15 reps, 30 reps, the intensity is what matters. Mm -hmm. The intensity of those reps, like what were the last reps? Like if they were very hard, but still conducive, then you're going to change more than without it. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's not necessarily saying training to failures, right? Yeah. Like that's just saying that extreme intensity is, and that's how I feel as well. Cause training to failure is not the end all be all, but extreme intensity is the end all be all. And everyone has different levels of extreme intensity and extreme intensity does not always require you to go to failure. So that kind of answers that question. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was it. That was the last one. Episode 19. Episode 19. Dude, that's so cool. On episode 20, we're only 80 away. That's really cool. So that if you guys cool. love our podcast, please comment, rate, share, tell your friends about it. Tag us on Instagram. We love seeing your guys' responses oh, yeah. and reviews and you know what you think and feel about this. So for episode 19, we will see you next time.